Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Tara Tuttle and with me is Rebecca Mazzino and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hi and welcome to this week's episode. This week we are talking tech again and this time we are talking about five ways that you can use technology to be less cluttered. So this is going to be all about different tools you can use um, to help yourself be uncluttered and those tools are tech-based. And I wouldn't normally think of tech as my initial solution to um, decluttering or, you know, helping me get rid of stuff. But when you start delving a bit deeper, there are lots of ways that tech can help us. And even for those of us that are not particularly tech-savvy, there are still some easy ways that you can use tech to make the job easier or to help you live a life with less. Yeah, so let's get started. So one of the ways that we can declutter using tech is to switch to digital entertainment, which a lot of us have done already. So these are things like um, using streaming devices instead of CDs and DVDs as well as books, you can have uh, audio books or you can have digital books uh, on your devices. So all of that entertainment kind of stuff, music and books and movies can all be accessed now purely digitally. Yeah, I think of my, like, we still have a TV cabinet. And I remember back in the day when my TV cabinet was huge. I mean, that was also the fashion, but there were these big bulky things that the big deep TVs sat inside Mm. of in the middle. And my TV cabinet was full. It had heaps of CDs. It had like DVDs, movies. Like I think even there was a while there that we had a DVD player and a VHS player. Um, All the young people wouldn't know what that means. Just Google it. Um, (laughs) And so we had videos and stuff as well. And there was so much stuff that came with just like music, movies, TV and that kind of entertainment and that wasn't even including books. And now I, mm. we got, uh, with this house we got given a TV cabinet and it holds my yoga mat and my weights <laughs> uh, and some cookbooks that I brought with me and that's about it. Like it has none of that stuff because we got rid of, we got rid of all of the, the bulky te- um entertainment Mm. items and now we just stream everything and and whatever it's so much easier less stuff yeah we we we're kind of sitting in the middle so when you talk about all of that and what's in your tv cabinet i'm thinking about what's in our tv cabinet and it's pretty much the same as what it was 20 years ago (laughs) (laughs) so although the we don't have cds so we've ditched 90% 90% of our CDs and kept the nostalgic ones. So just recently Mick said, I've taken all the, DV- the CDs out <laughs> and I need you to go through and pick out your favourites. And I've walked into the lounge room and there's like the whole lounge room floor is just covered in DVDs. <laughs> and oh, sorry, CDs. So I, I went through, picked out my favourites and um, we've, uh, he donated the rest. And so they went, the favourites went back into the TV cabinet. But we have, like, Mick loves music and he loves records and stuff like that. So he actually, we still have all of that. Like, we have two amplifiers, um, two, well, at least one, two at the moment. He's getting rid of one. Um, Turntables. uh, He has, we still have a CD player, DVD player. We have, like, a Bluetooth 
not a Bluetooth, a Blu-ray player or something like that. So we've still got quite a few things and we actually have them in two rooms. So in one room, we've got the whole setup where Mick's got all his audio and then in the other room, we've got a DVD player in there as well. So we still actually use our DVD players, um, which is very old school. And then we did have the Wii in that room, but the Wii has now moved out to the studio. So we have a third TV and the Wii out in the studio. So we have not really decluttered digitally all that successfully. <laughs> we have, we're definitely still back in the the um, the twenty in the in the early two thousands with regards to that kind of stuff. So yeah, we're a little bit um, old fashioned in that way, and I keep DVDs because I'm a nostalgic watcher. So I watch my DVDs over and over and over and over again. Like on Saturday, it's a, basically a movie marathon in the living room because that's my Saturday morning is my housework morning and I put a DVD on. It's the same, one of the same probably 10 that I rotate over and over and it's just on in the background for me all the time. So I use them all. So I've never really thought I'm going to mm-hmm. declutter all these because, you know, I use them a lot. I could probably halve it. I would say there's a lot that I don't watch anymore, but it's still, you know, they're still valid for me. So I've kept them. But I will say that it has reduced any acquisitions. So I only buy a DVD now if I am totally in love with the movie and it's going to go onto my high rotation. So it's not that common um, that Mm. DVDs come into the house anymore, Um, probably one or two a year, I think. I got two for Christmas, um, which I was very excited about because one of the movies is not available on any of my streaming channels. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I've got it on DVD now. So um, it was a two-parter and so uh, Ethan gave me those for Christmas so I was if we still do have them coming in but yeah we get rid of a lot I I think this is a year maybe for my birthday that I'm gonna go to an e-reader I've resisted Mm. it for so long I'm so like but I love the smell of books I like to hold a paper book Mm. yeah but my deal was that I would read the rest of the books that I've acquired and not acquire anymore and I'm almost at the point I think I've got three or four left to go that I've either acquired from secondhand sales or been gifted or whatever and then I'm like once they're gone maybe I should make the swap and mm. uh, and see how see I how go yeah see I uh, that's one thing I did switch to early so you and I are kind of opposite in mm. that in that regard so I don't really have any books and and when I get I get given one like my mother-in-law gave me one last week and she said oh I really think you should read that and I'm like it's a actual book I have to put it somewhere like and I said okay you know and I took it and it's on my bedside table and I'm like I'm probably gonna look at it for six months and then I'm gonna give it back to her and go thanks and not read it um but anyway yeah so we're a bit you and I are quite opposite in that in that mm. regard. and what I've started doing now is creating a like a little database of when people tell me what books to get instead of keeping an eye out and acquiring them secondhand or if people say to me oh I've read this do you want it I'll be like no but I'll take the title and I'll put mm. it on my list so you pass that physical book to someone else because I'm trying to you know get through the ones I've got but I'll mm. take the name if you said it was good because I figure then at some point I'll go to my library, work out what I can um, mm. borrow from them digitally and that way yeah. I won't miss out on the book but I don't need to take the physical item. So Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. And I think in I think in the Libby app you can do a watch list or a wish list mm-hmm. as well. So you can actually just jump into the app and write it down straight away. I think I might be wrong about that. But 
uh, if not, you can just throw it into your notes, you know, on your phone anyway and go and find it later. But um, the, the borrowing is really good because that's free. You don't have to pay for a subscription or anything like that. So um, borrowing as many things from your library's digital system is a really great way to get access to heaps of books but not pay. Mm. And the authors still get paid for um, the you borrowing their books, which is a good thing too. Oh, that is good. Mm. Okay, we could just spend the whole episode talking yeah, about digital <laughs> entertainment, but let's move on. Um, let's talk about apps because uh, most of us have smartphones and there are apps and gadgets that you can get on there for pretty much anything. Um, so if you were looking to reduce some of the clutter in your house, you could swap it out for an app potentially. Um, one that I have used uh, for the most part is um, for recipes. So you, if you are one of those people that has a whole lot of recipe books, and we've done episodes on this when we, we talked about this in more detail in our recipe clutter episodes, um, but I did download an app and have converted a bunch of my recipe books to entries within that app, and then I've got rid of the recipe book. I've kept my favourites and whatever, but it has, I would have, I think I would have reduced my volume by more than half so Mm. that's a good thing and i also for recipes just use google too so Mm. um you can just use plain old search engine uh to find recipes as well uh language learning apps so instead of having a big pile of resource books you can um use an app on your phone so you don't necessarily need the dictionary and the grammar book and the exercise books and all those kinds of stuff you can you can do all that online one thing that I have heard of but I haven't used myself, um, there's some apps out there called No Waste uh, or Pantry Check um, and I'm sure there's others as well, which are like an inventory system. And so if you are in the process or hoping to declutter your um, pantry or your, you know, your food storage area in your house, you can use some of these apps to almost like an inventory system where you put in um, volumes of what you've got and it expiration dates and that way when you're going to the supermarket like you will go okay do I need tin tomatoes let me check my pantry check app and you'll say oh no I've got six in there and their expiration date is not until you know June Mm. next year or whatever so that's fine I don't need to buy anymore it obviously requires a bit of inputting but if you're finding that um, food waste is an issue in your house um, or you want to keep track better of, of what you've got there's some cool apps out there for that yeah for sure so you could also and i have a friend who's bought one of these just recently and i'm i was so excited because we talked about it and i i had decided not to buy one and she caved and bought one (laughs) and so i'm like she's probably going to talk me into it after a while but she bought a um it's a digital notepad basically so it feels like writing on paper but it takes it in digitally and it automatically scans your notes. So it's basically a way of you eliminating notebooks altogether, but keep the handwriting experience. So this is something that you can then use in every single way that you would normally use a notepad. And you don't need to have 30,000 notepads, which I know is very upsetting because people love their notepads. Mm. (laughs) But for anyone who wants to give that a shot, then that is an option as well, is that you can buy digital notepads now. Um, And you can, it's a bit of a premium, but you can obviously have them, have the notes then stored in the cloud available 
you know, from, from anywhere um, where you want them and, and all of that. So nice and secure and low clutter way of keeping notes. Does it convert your handwriting to like a font or does it keep it as your handwriting? Only because I'm thinking of some of the notes I take and I'm pretty sure they could, it would never be able to dissect my handwriting. Yes, it does. You can either save it as an image. So if you've drawn a flowchart, you can save it as the image. Or if you've written notes, it can convert it to um, Mm. text for you as well. And there are other, like, it's expensive. And so, you know, you're forking out for the actual device itself plus a subscription for this particular one. And that's what kind of turned me off is that I then had to pay another couple of hundred bucks a year just to be able to upload it to the cloud. And I kind of thought that was, I was annoyed about that. And there are other ways, like I can, on my Samsung tablet in the Google Keep app, for example, I can actually use a stylus to write my handwriting and it will convert it to text. Mm -hmm. But that's like pretty unreliable, whereas, you know, if you get something that's dedicated to that, it's a lot more reliable um, and it's a little bit better at it than just your regular old apps. Mm. So another app um, that I've heard of that I haven't used, um, there's a few password apps out there. And I don't know about this. I don't know if it's more insecure to have your passwords all saved in an app or it's or if it's, I am just said more insecure, if it's less secure <laughs> to have your password saved in an app or if it's less secure to have them on post-it notes and written in the back mm. of your diary. And you know, I, I don't know what the answer is to that. But um, if you are one of those people that has passwords written down everywhere and falling out of things or you can't find them or you're forever resetting them, potentially um, you could look into password apps and the security Mm. of keeping your passwords um, saved somewhere uh, to eliminate all the post-its. I mean, our phones tend to do it automatically if we, well, not automatically, but if we ask it, we'll save the password for us to, but only really to use on that device, not to then access to use on other devices. I I was kind of, I'm, I'm on the fence with this uh, because I think it's a great idea and I'm sure it works well and that it's trustworthy. But I don't know if you remember that 90s movie, The Net. Mm-hmm. And in that movie, and I, I, people are going to laugh at me for even remembering this, but in that movie there was software um, that was, created as a um, like a um, firewall or antivirus kind of software, some protective software or defense software. And it was created and all of these businesses bought it and used it, but it was actually ma- made and used to infiltrate those mm-hmm. organizations. So I'm like, is this password app just a Trojan horse <laughs> and is it going to like, am I going to put all my passwords in and then suddenly some person's going to know all my passwords. And I, I know that it's unlikely to happen, but there is still that chance in my mind. And so I'm like, I've always been skeptical of those. And so <laughs> I use a much, I still use a digital version, but it's kind of document based with and passworded. But um, I still think, yeah, it's just that tiny little bit of hesitation has stopped me just because mm. I think, oh, what if it's a, what if they've actually made it just so they can get everyone's passwords? <laughs> um, maybe try it with, you know, like your utility bills and all the things that people can't take anything from you. If yeah, someone wants to steal my, my password and go in and pay my gas bill, <laughs> you are welcome to that. <laughs> um, but yeah, 
Yeah, I would just say do some research about that. That's, like we said, something I've seen and heard about mm. that could be helpful for people, but yeah, yeah. I don't want to be recommending it because um, I haven't used it myself. Yeah, There's same. also other things I haven't used but a lot of people swear by. Um, some of the smart devices that you use in your home like go Google Home Hub or Nest um, and they can do some amazing things that still feels like I can't believe that <laughs> tech can do this stuff like uh, control your thermostat and lights, mm. um, will keep notes and lists for you if you say them out loud, play your music, tell you the news, how long your commute is going to take, that kind of thing. If you're someone that would like to have all that stuff at hand um, and not have, you know, lots of different controllers or notes laying around or whatever and you'd like it to all be consolidated, then maybe some of those home uh, hub devices are, are worth looking into. Yeah. And I will add to that list a smartwatch as well. So I am a heavy user of a smartwatch and I find that most of my ADHD clients love them as well because you satisfy that need for an immediate recording of of something like a to-do or, or whatever. Uh, it can be a bit distra- distracting because it will sort of give you notifications of messages and stuff that's happening. However, the ability to be able to stop what you're – because when you have ADHD, you'll be doing something and then you'll get a random thought pop in your head and that random thought will be about something else you need to do. But you haven't finished the thing you're doing. Now, also with ADHD, not only do you have these intrusive thoughts, you have a terrible – most people – terrible working memory. So it will pop in your head and it will be something incredibly important that you need to do um, within the next couple of hours. And then if you don't act on it immediately, it will completely leave your head for the next three weeks. And then three weeks later, you'll look back and go, oh my God, I didn't do that thing I needed to do. So you get the intrusive thought and then it leaves really quickly. So if you have a... um, a smartwatch, you can immediately, and this is where you could also use the, the Google Nest, but this thing kind of is with you wherever you go. You can say to your watch, remind me in 15 minutes that I have to do whatever. Then you get to finish the task that you're doing instead of leaving it half done. And you get reminded of the thing that would have invariably left your head 30 seconds after it entered it um, 15 minutes later so you can actually get the thing done. So having that at hand, um, I found to be quite invaluable. I need to use it better, but (laughs) when I remember to use it, it works brilliantly for stuff like that. So that's another way that you can declutter your – it's kind of like – when you're not half finishing things you have less stuff laying around that you need to finish so it's kind of like decluttering your schedule I guess um, Mm. in that sense going on from that there's all sorts of tech you can use to consolidate your lists I'm a bit of a list person uh, myself I have a to-do list most days grocery lists uh, sticky notes I have lists of you know when people's birthdays are coming up meal planning charts and people have all sorts holidays phone reminders work and project lists or deadlines and family calendars. So, um, and there's a lot of ways that people will try and keep themselves on track using individual things. So there's the potential for you to use tech to kind of consolidate all those different lists um, and task reminders in one place. Do you use any as a family, Beck, any apps? Um, No, not as a family. We're all pretty independent. Probably the only thing, like Mick and I share Outlook, so, um, mm-hmm. but we don't use the tasks on that, so that's really, it's just the calendar that we use for that. But we used to use Cozy, 
Um, and that was when the kids were younger. So Cozzy was really good. And um, I think Zoe might still use it actually. Um, but yeah, we, we sort of do everything independently. But yeah, I and I am being the way my brain is, I'm kind of the type of person who tries something and then it doesn't work or I get bored of it and I move on to another one. So I've tried quite <laughs> quite a few of them. Um, and so at the moment I'm on Google Keep for 90% of my stuff. And But there's other things like Trello also is one thing that um, you use. And you and I use that together, Tara, when mm-hmm. I remember to update it <laughs> for, the, for the pod. What about yeah. you? What do you use? We all kind of operate independently as well. I use Trello a lot for my own kind of organisation and task lists and stuff like that as well. I also still have a paper planner, um, mm. which is kind of like my go-to for daily things but we've I've just downloaded Cozzy to start because our kids are at the point now where everyone everyone in this house has so much going on Mm. that I'll be like ah it's Saturday I've got no plans and then the kids will be like no don't you remember I said you need to drop me to the mall and I've got a soccer game and then we need to go and pick this and I'm like okay and I think that's when we dropped it was when Zoe Nick could take herself to those things (laughs) yeah it was like unnecessary she's like bye and we're like yes bye you know so I was like okay we're all gonna put this on our phones we're gonna sync them you put your um appointments or plans in there so that I can see at a glance not just what my day holds or my weekend holds but also what what you guys need from us as well so Mm. um but there's I mean there's things like Asana there's Todoist there's to do by Microsoft um, and they can sync across phones, PCs, your Google calendars, Dropbox, all sorts of stuff. Um, mm. There's free options and there's paid options. There's just so many out there. If you look up um, like family planning or list con- consolidation apps and things like that, there's a whole stack of people have, you know, compared and contrasted what ones give you and you can find out yeah. exactly what your family is looking for. Um, or your partnership or your work team or whatever it is um, and find one that, that works for you. Um, one that I looked for was um, Organisation Apps 2022 <laughs> and there was pages and pages and pages Paper, of comparison. Yeah. So, um, yeah, go do some research. Mm. Um, okay, another thing that you can do to declutter using tech is using online marketplaces. So this is a really cool one too and they can get rid of lots of stuff. Yeah, so gone are the days of dragging everything to the charity store uh, and putting stuff out on the curb, but that's okay too if you're still doing that. Um, now you can use your tech to get rid of some of the stuff you want to declutter from your home, like um, using social media groups, Facebook Marketplace, that kind of thing. Uh, finally, another way that you can use tech to declutter is to digitize your physical stuff. So photographs and documents can be scanned uh, so that you can then get rid of the hard version of those. So letters, um, receipts, bills, photos, certificates, slides, kids' artwork, kids' schoolwork, all that kind of stuff, you can scan that and you don't need to like buy an expensive scanner or use a really bad cheap scanner. You can actually even use your phone. I use my phone to scan everything now. So you can scan either using a scanner or using your phone, um, all of the things that you don't necessarily need to keep a hard copy of but you want a record of, um, you can do that as well. Yeah, I love that. So convenient. So 
I'm sure there's a bunch of tech that you use uh, to help you declutter, which we would love to hear about. Um, or we'll chat about some of our experiences using tech on the Facebook group. So please come and join us over there and then we'll be back with you again next week. Thanks for joining us. We'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so that they too can be uncluttered. If you would like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media or on our own websites at rebeccamazino.com.au and basklifecoaching.com.au.